I love meat. <laughs> I had some honey butter chicken biscuits for dinner. Honey butter chicken biscuits. Like, is it a biscuit yeah. with chicken mixed into the biscuit mix? No, it's just like a chicken chicken strip inside a biscuit with some honey butter. Oh, so it's so it's a sandwich. Yeah, yeah. it's a biscuit sandwich. Oh, I got you. I got you. Have you guys had those? Um, who's it? What what place is it that serves those? With you can get honey with it. Is it Popeyes? Popeyes, yeah. Maybe it's Popeyes. Can you get the honey packets from Popeyes and put yeah. it on your biscuit and stuff? Yeah, and you can put your. I chicken used to on eat there. honey packets with my chicken nuggets at McDonald's when I was a kid. I feel like you probably just drank honey packets solo. I probably did. I remember <laughs> going to the bowling alley and going up to the concession stand and just grabbing handfuls of sugar packets and just eating the whole thing. Paper and all, like sugar. Not gonna lie, I've done it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not a fan of sugar. I had a Philly cheesesteak tonight. That's why my teeth look the way they do. Hmm. You had a Philly cheesesteak. Mm-hmm. Like ordered out, or did you make it? Ordered out. Oh, all right. Yeah, I um, I had a. The you guys ever been and seen those um, they're brat patties like it's like a brat right but it's patty shaped no but i i want to now mm-hmm. they're they're johnsonville like johnsonville makes brats right not yeah. uh, not a sponsored stream okay <laughs> just saying they make you these brat patties yeah they make these brat patties and you just throw them on the grill they're amazing like a brat fucking burger pretty damn good I'm, I'm gonna have to try that now i just yeah. threw a slice of like colby jack in between two of the patties and slap some mustard on that shit that's good sounds fuck, good dude i mean i don't eat the i don't need a bun or anything so i just kind of ate it like a steak does that make sense i don't know i cut it up what were they called the when they had the chicken pat that's the as the bun, there was like two chicken patties. As a bun, what was it? KFC? What were they called? I don't know. Oh man, KFC. But anyway, had... that's basically what what you had. Yeah, KFC had like him. a chicken sandwich, but it was two chicken patties as the bun oh. and like cheese and bacon in between it. Oh yeah, I, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> no, I just I put a I put a slice of cheese between them. Yeah, mustard and I just ate it with a fork. Some weird. Smother it in some, some uh, chili and cheese. Ooh, that would be good too. Some shredded cheese, some some diced onions. Mm. Some yeah, caramelized diced onions. I mean, that would be good too. Fuck, <laughs> that would be good too. Yeah, if onions is good on it, caramelized onions are gonna be even better. Yeah. So what's good, man? What's been going on this week? Anything wild? The submarine thing. Yeah. Fuck. That's crazy. Did you guys watch yeah. all that, like, go down? I, I knew that that was the case. Like, what actually happened was the case the minute they said it was missing. Like, oh. like come on now. They're like, oh, we're looking for it. You're not fine. Well, it's they, gone. Yeah, and then, and then later when everything was done, they were like, oh, yep, 
they're clearly out of air. We found debris. And then some something posts up and says, yeah, the Navy heard the, uh, you know, heard it on acoustics fucking five days ago. <laughs> so then, so then what they've yeah, done is wrap a huge sound, huge underwater sound. Well, what they've done now is they've wrapped that into some sort of misdirection. And why was this information held? Um, why, you know, all these other things going on with the, the laptop, you know, the Hunter God laptop and all that. How do you not account for the air or pressure with all of our technology? I will say this. I'm pretty sure that um, submersible was constructed out of a lot of carbon fiber which if anybody knows how carbon fiber works it doesn't last forever um it's a strong material sure but if there's any kind of like issue with it or defect in it any kind after a time it can get weak quickly mm -hmm. Mythbusters showed, in, uh, like with a train car, they did like the decompression yeah. on that, and yeah. they showed that like just a dent in it mm -hmm. is is where it's gonna fail. Just a small little dent will cause it to fail because it's the way it's designed. It's meant to hold, you know, take all that pressure. But if there's a dent, now that dent's taking all that pressure, and it's not made to reflect it off, you know. Yeah, you've given it a, a weak spot. That's what you've done. But the train car is steel, is it not? Yeah, mm -hmm. it's steel. But it's the same. Well, I would say the, the thing with carbon fiber is, let's say somebody bumped it, or it got hit with something, or anything, that spot they, would be They cooked. bumped it while they were down there or something, yeah. Potentially. Well, from while they were watching it. From what I gathered was that there was it didn't it didn't go down very far. It was like thirty minutes into the trip, and by the by the time the thing was catastrophic. Yeah, and they said it was going to take like eight hours to reach the bottom, something like that. Could so you thirty minutes in? You're not very far, dude. Could you imagine sitting in that little tiny thing for eight hours going like at mm. all? Mm -mm. I mean, knowing that you're. Two and a half, what, two miles under the ocean surface? Yeah, it's, like, it's like 12 and a half thousand feet to the Titanic. Yeah. What is it's that? Like two miles. I have the same issue with people jumping out of perfectly good planes. Like, I, I'm perfectly fine on sea level. I don't need to go way down there. I don't need to jump from a perfectly good airplane, you know? And the same outlook on both of them. I don't, I don't want to go that deep, but I, I mean, I was a scuba diver. I'm certified scuba diver and i enjoy it diving like but yeah i'm not going more than 100 feet that's what these I mean. dudes went yeah. twelve thousand. you know that's twelve thousand. well they people. didn't <laughs> well they true eventually made it to twelve. 000. well this the only, oh they're probably lucky if they made two, three, you're cutting out yeah can you bring your your mic closer um, but yeah, it's, it's bad. That the, the crazy thing is what I heard was that this craft specifically has done that trip like 20 times. 
Like, could you imagine the, the stress cracks and fractures that have may have been in that carbon fiber yeah. going down so, to that pressure and then back up that many times? So they actually did test it. Well, that craft yeah. has been down there numerous times. I think they said it was up to 20 times. It made the, like 20 trips. The host of Destination Unknown and uh, another one, Josh Gates, he said that he, he was in that, that exact same uh, submarine and they gave him like a little test run and so much, so many things went wrong in that little test run that yeah. he was like, no, nah, I, I don't want to go. Don't take me to the Titanic in this. Yeah, they, like, he said they lost, they lost communication, they lost uh, navigation, and like all kinds of shit was going on just in a little test run. That's yeah. I mean, test runs are for test runs. You 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 figure out where the issues are, you solve them, and it's just like any other kind of craft aircraft. The same way, you know, they do functional check flights. That that'll have a functional dive, you know, before they go. But we down, also, but... you know, not controlling a submersible with a $50 controller off of Amazon for shit either. That was just insane. I didn't, <laughs> I couldn't understand that. Like, yeah, we control it with this little thing. Well, right. It's uh, like, if a... I'm not mistaken, it may be false information, but didn't the army use uh, Xbox controllers for drones? Well, mm -hmm. they use, so EOD will use, uh, I believe it's an Xbox controller for their their robot. <laughs> Puppies made an appearance. The dogs are saying hello to something outside. I bet the deer is back. The, the girlfriend's boyfriend is here. Mm. It's their warning. <laughs> What's your intentions? My my warning usually sounds a little different than that. How's that? Can you hear him still? No. No. You're good, okay. though. Um, I just didn't want it to cloud up the audio, but... So, the... What was I saying? Oh, the controller was a... What, one of those, like, generic PlayStation controllers. Yeah, it's a Logitech Yeah, it was a, yeah. it was a PlayStation uh, version. Uh, uh, our EOD guys had a box like it was mm. like an actual box like this with the controls and joystick stuff built in, you know, yeah. like an actual one. I've seen that before too. And I've also seen them control things with like a game controller. So, I mean, I don't know why you, I mean, game controllers, like they're pretty complex. Like this is an elite Xbox controller as paddles and yeah. I mean, there's so many different functions, and you there's, can control it to do anything. There's also, you know, a difference in, like, these style controllers yeah. control they used. And like, it's it's not only that. Like, they were in, a, like, a middle-of-the-road controller, too. They didn't get, like, a, a PlayStation controller or, you know, a, a scuff yeah. or, you know, a higher-end controller. They get, they're, like, middle-road. Well, if it was scuff, they only would have made it a 1,000. I wonder. I don't want to broke it, too. Yeah, it would have just it would have fell apart. I don't know what to do. But the other thing too is I I know that they they use that mostly for their steering, right? Yeah, steering. It was for steering. I don't know how much controlling of ballast or or uh, transfer uh, weight or anything like that was to 
give it its uh, submersible controls, uh, surfacing and submersibles. It wasn't a switch yeah. controller, yeah. So I don't know how it much that was. It would have spun in circles if it was a switch controller. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure that like there'll be something coming out about it. I would think. I've seen some short clips of them operating where there was one where they had, they were doing a dive. They were at the going to the Titanic and they lost control of the craft, and they had to like turn the control like rotate the controller like upside down to control it properly because they lost uh i want to say it was four and aft so forward backward they lost four and aft control so they rotated it because the controls were re were routed a, a different way so the message they got down there was hey rotate your controller use this stick now for forward and, and aft controls rather than like port and starboard controls Mm -hmm. I'm like, yeah. Y'all down there when I lost it. Yeah. Y'all down there in the jalopy, bro. <laughs> yeah, the, <laughs> you bought this from, uh, you know, wish down the street. You know something. It's like, dude. But I knew, I knew it was over as soon as they said. Because one, it had like five redundancy systems to you know we'll break it up again i don't know but it, it had like five i don't know why it's breaking up i don't know five redundancy systems yeah like it had like five like four or five redundancy i don't know why it you know yes it's always nice to have them. You're getting cut off a lot. Right? Yeah, no, I don't know why. Maybe change your. Uh, uh, it's annoying. That's what it is. Hmm. <laughs> Noise gate in Discord. Yeah, you could yeah. do that. Um, I, I I would think that they would come back with some sort of investigation on that uh, because life's lives were lost there's got to be an investigation mm -hmm. into it I, I get that they signed you know waivers perhaps it was a waiver you know i don't want to be technical on whatever term they used but they i'm sure they signed some paperwork before they went in that more than likely said you could die you could die you could die numerous times for legal reasons but it just it blows my mind that you know that the some of the things that we've heard the owner of that company say and people trust him to go, to take them down 2 miles to go see this thing in some jalopy of a fucking submarine a jalopy you know it it was almost like he built that's, it in his backyard. That's broken all the time for one reason or another. Like, dude, yeah. eventually it's going to fucking fail. And here we are, you know, there's people that are dead now because of it. And one of his, yeah. his stepson trying to catch clout from it, from Blink-182. The, <laughs> the next day, he was at a Blink-182 concert posting, you know, oh, uh, 
They've Blink One Eight Two's always been there, getting me through tough times. So I'm glad I get to go to this concert. And he posts like several times tagging Blink One Eight Two and saying how much they mean to him in this time of tragedy in his family, trying to get clout from them to get you know maybe backstage or on stage or whatever a mention. That's crazy. Do you think that it was he was he was like? trying to dick ride that or or like clout fucking i, I think he was using or, it yeah. or is yeah. it somebody that tags fucking large accounts all the time that clearly will never get any kind of response back yeah let's try to get clout off of dead people yeah i'm like dude there's people with two thousand followers that don't even acknowledge people that chat with them on twitter so it makes you think somebody with a million is going to you know all right. It's like it's like a needle in a haystack, maybe, but chances are pretty fucking low. Was this one of the James Cameron technology development items? I know that James Cameron had has been down there to to look at the Titanic with a submersible like that. I don't know if it was that specific one or company or who designed it or anything like that. Oh, James Cameron was probably down there in a in a legit like billion dollar sub type of thing, you know. I don't. Yeah, who knows? I, I, I don't. I don't see him going down in a if backyard you, made submersible. If you find it, like <coughs> pull it up on the stream. If you find anything on the, on that submersible or the James Cameron submersible, I wonder. I wonder if it was the same one you know this company is the one that runs these things or where's there multiple you know yeah and usually the submersibles that they do take down there only hold like two people you know they're yeah. not as big some are controlled like surface controlled too right yeah some are just robot robotic submersibles it doesn't look like it it's this is ocean ocean gate is the company that the submersible was from yeah it was and ocean gate yeah I see here Merc. he's like James Cameron accusing OceanGate of cutting corners and his I mean, thoughts on on it. I don't think he was involved in the the making of the submarine. I think it's a different well, separate company. OceanGate, I know, right? It's like Watergate, <laughs> but OceanGate. Yeah, that, I saw something about that too. It was kind of anything that's controversial or or yeah. conspiratorial. It's it has a gate. <laughs> prefix or suffix what, what like what they use for any scenario that is fishy seems to be it says james cameron's been down to see the titanic 33 times so what craft does he go in mm -hmm. is there a picture of what james cameron's craft looks like it's probably that yellow one that you see with like the claws in the front the one like that you see like all the time engineered you know, that wasn't built out of a fucking old washing machine. Right. And stuff. And some carbon fiber. One of those caged water tanks, you know? Yeah. It's got yeah. the metal cage around it. That's what it's built out of. I, I, so I get why someone would want to use carbon fiber. But at the same time, like, carbon fiber, I mean... The shit, it, you put it under pressure, you take it off pressure, different temperature changes. Like, you fucking that shit up every time mm -hmm. you do it. So, 
eventually there's a defect in the plies and then shit you know i would i wouldn't be surprised if that thing had delamination between some of the plies somewhere you know that, that oh uh, yeah for sure caused that get some cracking perhaps and the next thing you know done right any kind of crack would yeah would implode that they wouldn't hold the pressure at all because it, it would just continue yeah. cracking i i i that's my belief on this is things is made out of carbon fiber i believe there were plies that were delaminated or delaminated sorry that were delaminating and then catastrophic failure that's what they thought happened merc i also don't think that monitors should be screwed into the sidewalls i i agree so the summer one of the submersibles james cameron went in is like this long like single person submersible hmm. if you look up james cameron submersible, i, I can't pull up stuff on on here so if you guys yeah. want to you guys want to show you have to um, screen share it but if i do it it's going to throw it's going to screw everything up If I had a third monitor, I could do it, but I don't on this PC. I just have the two. Yeah. It was Disclaimer. Crazy, think crazy looking. What did they think happened, Merc? I, I didn't read everything into it. I just was like, ah, yep, well. It's called the Deep Sea Challenger. Hmm. Are you, gonna, are you gonna pull it up or no? I'm trying to find what he's looking at. Oh, I just go, just Google Deep Sea Challenger. You were hearing images. One of the theories that they were descending too fast, and they could have already had a hole or something in it, which caused it to implode. Uh, maybe if they had a pinhole, that thing wouldn't have made it very far at all, at all. Let me pull this up. I mean, they wouldn't have even had to have been going too fast. So, it, it, the speed yeah, so that, wouldn't have mattered. It would have imploded anyways, even if it had any type at all. What is the Challenger Deep? See, that one, I mean, what is, I wonder if, click on that That's top him, left. That's him, Yeah. Click on that top left one, man. That. Eight foot panel, lights, battery, stabilizer, fin, hard point, weights, yeah, pilot yeah. chamber. So like, what is it made out of, I wonder? Mm -hmm. I bet that one's probably more, there's probably more aluminum. That one looks like it might be tethered as well. So it might be steel and just pulled back up. Um... Yeah, so these dudes were partnership with Nat Geo, National Geographic Society, and support from Rolex. And it was headed by an Australian engineer, Ron Allum. That particular one. So, did it say what the... Um... It's made with... 
Well, that's the, in, that's the interior structure, uh, probably yeah. between plies. James Cameron's is steel tuna. I feel like between plies, there's probably that foam that they've they developed. Yeah, mm -hmm. but I would I would imagine that it's likely made out of steel. I mean, submarines. You know, regular submarines that don't even go that far down. What are they made out of? Lithium batteries. Pressure ballot oil field thrusters. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, but this thing looks far more engineered advanced. and advanced engineered. than that other oh, thing. Yeah. Looks like somebody <laughs> built it in their backyard. Mm -hmm. You know, he's got like a laptop in there. A, a fucking uh, a generic ass controller that a generic ass PS4 controller and um yeah it just it looks crazy to me the difference steel walls steel walls there were 2.5 inches thick mm-hmm Tested down to 16,500 pounds per square inch of pressure in a, in a pressure chamber. Not fucking going down in the water, but in a pressure chamber. Yeah, they actually tested That's wild, it. man. And I wonder what the other one... I wonder what the other one... Uh, what kind of testing or engineering or anything that was done with that. I mean... It looked like it was put together with flange-type flanges, like... Um, they hit it with a hammer to see if it would dent. Like a, I mean, a turbo fan. Like a turbo bad. fan engine sections are put together with flanges and high PSI bolts. Yeah. Pull. This picture right here is a stark comparison to like the, these pictures. So what is that? Like thing this there? one looks so much more beat up and possible. Amazing. Look the seam here. Well. I'm curious as to how what this thing is made out of. You know what I mean? So they launch it off of a craft. It's got a porthole window on it. I'm sure it went through a couple iterations, designs. They always lost connection. Yeah. Why wouldn't people be talking about that? Like, hey, dude, you need to unfuck yourself and get this thing right. Though there's one guy who was supposed to go with him. I saw a whole interview he did. Some rich guy, tech guy or something. Was supposed to go with him and told him to go and got his deposit bag backed out of it because the material they were, structure. You know, like it it didn't seem safe and he just didn't like it. Said they weren't, you know, checking off the safety boxes <laughs> like they should be. Bro, <laughs> you see the first sentence in that would throw me like, nope. It says a combination of groundbreaking engineering and off the shelf technology. What's crazy though is I'm clicking on it and it's not, it's just sitting there loading. It's not, going yeah, it to won't even page. let you go to Ocean Gate. They closed it down probably. Because everyone in the world is trying to go look to their website and, and well, look they at probably these shut it down. Yeah. That's nuts, man. The fact that they put off-the-shelf technology, like, just, that makes the hair on the back of my neck stand up. 
Like, if I'm going to go two, over two miles under the water, that shit better be all, like, highly engineered, you know, customized for this only. Hmm. There's no toilet. Steered with a video game controller. It's basically a car that you drunkenly drove into the water. <laughs> is what someone said. That's crazy. Man. Like, like, <sighs> I heard something about there was duct tape on the, the toilet. There's no toilet in that. It said there is none. There's no... There's no... Uh, they probably have piddle packs is what I would imagine. You guys know what a piddle pack is? Yeah. It's just bag. a fucking plastic bag with some beads in it that absorb water. So you just piss so you in were, it, and then it turns into gel. You were right. There was, it's a long, long waiver. So you, you were using yeah. the correct terms. A waiver. It's like a baby diaper. Yeah. It's made of carbon fiber and titanium. It weighed about 23,000 pounds. Okay, so what... I wonder what in, in it was titanium, which, by the way, titanium... Amazingly strong, but brittle. But breaks, yeah. It's very brittle. There's not a lot to, of... Not meant to hold weight for extended periods. By extended periods, I mean years. Sure. Well, titanium is hard to cut. Yeah. But not hard to break. Like, if you take a sheet of titanium and try to cut it... You can. It's, it's hard to cut. Yeah. But if you take that same piece of titanium, put it under, like, a hydraulic press, and push down on it, it's going to snap. Yeah, it'll, it'll just, like, basically, it's... Uh, the harder metal becomes. So, like, aircraft aluminum is, is hardened to T6, generally. So you have T0, which is very malleable. You could bend it. You could take a piece of T0 aluminum and bend it with your fingers easily. Um, what's, what's this? It's almost like clay, right? So T6, on the other hand, you don't bend T6 once it's been... You bend it at T0 and then you bake it to T6. So what happens is it hardens in the shape you put it in. And if you try to bend it back, it just cracks. Same kind of damage. Titanium. Nah, it not look like it. it looks like a, it looks like a wire harness. It looks like it's sort of, the metal's nah. been back right there. Nah, that's a wire harness, man. It goes from the top to the bottom. Yeah, see, that's like okay, a wire yeah, harness. You see, it. I see it. Yeah. The crazy thing, like, okay, is the whole thing me? Is the exterior all titanium? You know, I don't know. What pieces are carbon fiber just like ex well uh, not only that you got you have external hoses and cables that have to come in somewhere it's like a blown out pee, -pee head <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah those, i mean those things are uh, um so if you got any area where those hoses or something have to enter the capsule you're done you're dead that already because they won't hold well, Not there's that pressure. Well, there's like 
there's ways that they can do that, you know. Unless, oh, that might. I wouldn't trust this just being these seams just being riveted like that. Well, that's just the outer shell. Those aren't rivets. Those are definitely um, a type of screw. Yeah, bolt of some sort. Yeah. And so it's the outer aircrafts are done the same way, but they're not under that much pressure. It, are they? It, it looks like the tube itself. So look between the two white pieces where yeah. those may be carbon fiber, but the interior of it, the actual, uh, the, the actual capsule capsule actual. itself, is, it could be titanium. Yeah. It might That's be. what I'm thinking. Maybe like but, titanium ribs. Like well, this right here is titanium for sure. Yeah, which basically means it's put together in sections and it's flanged, fitted together with uh, high PSI bolts. It's like an engine, a jet engine, basically. They're put together in sections and there's a flange connecting all the uh, sections together with high pressure bolts, high PSI bolts. They're small, but they're very high PSI. They can withstand a lot of pressure. What might are, freak you out more is it to know that most aircraft engines are held onto the aircraft wing by about three bolts. Yeah, I think that's their propulsion. It's like system. three to four bolts yeah, yeah. generally. It's water tubes shooting through the, the fans. Yeah. Up and down, left and right. That's just amazing to me, man. Like, I wonder what it was. They had blown seal, you know? So it doesn't look like the structure itself was carbon fiber. Just the the panels on it. Yeah, just the skin. Just Never the flown, panel. don't want to. Oh, bro, you got to understand these bolts <laughs> that hold on aircraft engines are fucking some of the strongest bolts you'll ever come across, and they're changed out. When engines changes happen in there, yeah, not not anything really to worry about. It's just funny to me. It's it's an engineering marvel to me that a well, uh, most engines would call it a cone bolt. It's it's like a really high density uh, bolt that's torque specific. It goes into a specialized fitting and uh, holds it in, holds that engine on. Yeah, that's just crazy to me. It looks like they dug up an old septic tank, slapped a skin on it. And yeah. So the weird thing to me is that there is not very many flange bolt around that thing. So if you look, if you look at an engine, an aircraft engine, which isn't sealed by the way it's just a gas it just provides gas path for airflow and holds specific components and pressure and a compressor and compressor compressor sections and exhaust sections together and turbine sections together there is a ton of fucking bolts around it dude way more like way more than that that's for damn sure what kind of like pressure is an airplane seeing though and is it anything compared to different you're going up oh i know so but you're still with with g-forces and stuff you're still getting pressure pushed against it um yeah against the aircraft 
uh, because it's flying forward, so there is pressure against the forward part of the aircraft, but it's very aerodynamic, so a lot of that uh, is, is it's just the drag is overcome by the engines. So, yeah, there is less air pressure, so that's why they pressurize the cabin. So basically what happens is the the aircraft cabin is pressurized. So it mimics closer to what we have at ground level, which is, what is it, around 12 PSI normally? That's what we're used to. Um, so, so it'll so put it's you up around... of what they're doing. Right, it's pushing air. So the aircraft is, is pulling air into it. Well, yeah, it's pulling air some air into it, but it's using the air to create pressure in the tube of the aircraft. So it's actually outward pressure. Not not the opposite of this. This is a dive, so it has pressure from the outside on, on it. Yeah. So if an airplane so like creating more of a vacuum. Right. Oh, an airplane overpressurized, let's say, it blow a window out. It blows out. It doesn't go in. Yeah, it's a um, catastrophic yeah. e explosion on an airplane. It's an implosion on the submarine. Right. Right. It's kind of weird, man. It's, uh, that, that is like, I don't know. That's crazy to me. Now, if that was like open topped and it just floated on the top of the water, I'd be fishing on it all day. But <laughs> as soon as that thing went yeah. underwater, I got a giant I, eyeball. A, no, thank you. Yeah, just let's st strap those, uh, propane tanks back onto the side of it, you know? Right. Just float around the river all day in on the pontoon. That's an expensive ass pontoon boat. Yeah, it would be. Yeah. Big old pee hole. Yeah, it's a, a porthole down there. Which you could see the porthole has a lot more fasteners around it. Yeah, than the actual cone itself. Than the actual That's crazy. The actual dome there has far less which it, look at it um, this is gonna have a lot more pressure on it because it's yeah, right up, it's the, flat and it's right at the tip the so cone will have, have the, the same it don't yeah. matter the cone will have okay. the same pressure it's gonna have even pressure uh uh forces on on it just how much it can withstand is different yeah that's look like at, one bolt every like 12 inches or so look look up um turbofan jet engine sections i want to show you the difference turbofan jet engine sections so find one that's got like an actual yeah image like an actual fucking okay uh go go back up a little bit this the one on the right, uh, yeah, just two more to the right down. That one's the actual picture. This one right down yeah, yeah. one? No, no, up one, up one. The one you were just on, yeah, 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 that one. Make that bigger. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> you could uh, just, like, scroll Hold on, up, right? There we yeah. go. So now scroll, look at scroll. that flange on that. 
So that's the one like every three inches. That's the compressor compressor section of a turbofan engine, which is what's on all the aircraft you guys fly around on when you go flip places. It's a a turbofan, which the actual engine itself is fairly small. It's got a big fan on the front of it that that uh, creates a lot of its propulsion too. So what this is for is when some when somebody sucked in here, the mass of their body is not going to blow this out. That's what this. That's one that's <laughs> no. No, 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 no. There's a lot of pressure that goes on uh, compression inside that area there because you have those mm-hmm. um, the turn the so the the pieces that are turned to the side that you can see those are the those are the fan blades, compressor blades. The ones in between that are straight those are called stator vanes, and some of them are maneuverable, some of them are not, but. The difference in the speed of those crossing each other like this, it creates pressure, uh, compression in there. And then that. So these are, these move as well? No. As the fan blades? No, no, no. no. Those, those don't move. Direct. Okay. Yeah, the fan blades, they stay in that angle. And then because of the speed of the fan, it creates pressure in there. So that pressure is sent back into the uh, combustion chambers. Because where, it's where pulling fuel and air, air mixture happens. Yeah. Fuel air, fuel air and compression happen in there, so it's basically sucks in, it squeezes the air really tight, creates an explosion, and then blows it out the back of the engine. So it sucks, squeeze, bang, blow. That's what happens. Suck, squeeze, bang, yeah. blow. But the point well, is, there's back, so much compression blow. that yeah. they have a bolt like every like three inches. It's a lot. They're held together. You know, and, and and these things have been designed for fucking such a long time now. We're come up with a hundred years close to. When was the and first gen engine made? It was probably somewhere in the forties, I would imagine. A, a, a circle is is stronger on with pressure being p- pushed down on it, not pushed up on it. Yeah, so of course. What what kind of what kind of pressure are we looking at pushing up on this? From up? a jet engine, yeah. Not really. I mean, outwards, you mean, or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, from oh, yeah, the, there's the combustion and stuff. Yeah, there's some pressure it out. Those. But the bolts, you know, is it comparable so bolts, to? So look down a little bit. The the bottom half, of the picture. Those, that's the back side of the bolts there. So it's a bolt with a nut on the back, generally. And, and it torqued. looks like a, a nylon. No, no, no. It's uh. Yeah. Uh, I think those are steel bolts. Yeah, they're steel bolts. They don't have that nylon ring on it to lock them in? No, they're... They um, look rounded like they would be, but yeah, they're more well, like they're, a lug nut. They're through a bolt. So basically when you look at it, when it hasn't been installed, it kind of has an oval shape to it. So when you install it, it doesn't back off. You can torque it. That's That's how those stay on there. There's different types of, of, of fasteners, but that that is the uh, the one. But what you'll have is you'll have two flanges that meet like that, right? You can see the cutout, but you'll have two flanges that meet and a ton of fucking bolts, and they're all torque-specific, so. 
but and that thing is put together with many sections many many sections each engine so each like module is a section you can take off and replace so when an engine reaches a certain life certain sections get replaced so yeah pretty crazy but then I, I look at that now compare the picture you guys just saw that flange to the flange on that fucking thing where the damn bolts Which, are a foot apart yeah, and those are about four inches apart uh, probably not those are probably about six inches apart because those engines are fucking massive that's about 18 inches that's what i'm saying it's probably about the size of that you, we, you could math, you can mathematically figure it out, and it, depending on what the diameter is of that submersible, to figure out about how far apart those bolts are. But they're pretty fucking far apart. They're at yeah, least I would inches. say about I mean, yeah, I would guy, say about eighteen inch, inches. Look at the guy standing next to it, right? He's yeah, let's say yeah. he's let's say he's six foot tall, right? That's at least a foot, at, at least. least. Apart. That's crazy. And the, everybody knows the further apart you put bolts, right? Less strength you got. Well, yeah, you got less connecting strength there. So there's a weak area in between. Mm-hmm. And then Each also the same goes the same goes the other way. If they're too close together, it also weakens the metal. So they have to I be guess it, designed a specific. Hundred percent. That nose cone blew out. But also. This pressure is pushing this cone into the frame. So it's not like a, that combustion engine that's pushing the frame away from itself. So this, the pressure is pushing it to, into it. Well, not, no, it's not. It's, it is yes and it isn't. Like it's all an external force yeah, it's from all every, directions. Every square yeah, into that But cone it's still pushing everything in. So it's still and down it's still gonna be and up and left and right. Yeah. yeah. What's up? So I mean, we may not need the same, you know, because this is everything's pushing everything away. It's well, it's one to of, separate yeah, everything. There's a ton of vibration on a on a jet engine. I mean, there there there's a sine wave signal for jet engines for vibration. They have to be within too. So otherwise, they'll just rattle themselves apart. But um. But yeah, there's there's tons of force on that thing from all directions. Yeah. So even I, from the I, I opposite, understand that, but so it's still kind of. So there's force on that on both sides of the flange. So on both sides of my hands here, pushing the flange well, together as well. It's like grabbing onto this. Like my hand is putting pressure on everything, but it's also pushing that plastic closer to the frame. Yeah, it's squeeze your finger, and that's that's the pressure yeah. you get all, all around your finger. Yeah, you're put, but you're still pushing all that skin and everything closer to your bone all the way around. So it's still yeah. it pushing everything towards the frame of it. So it doesn't need as much support as, let's say, the the aircraft engine that mm -hmm. it, all the forces are trying to push everything away. Yeah, from the frame. Well, that's the thing too. Like, so you get any kind of defect on that material, and even a scratch can turn into a crack with that amount of pressure mm -hmm. even a tiny scratch like okay for example like inside of a jet engine um there are scratch limitations on on some of the components uh even where the fan blades fit into 
And those scratch limitations are damn near microscopic. Like the, like you can't even have, you can have marring on the surface, which is basically like a smudge on the surface. You can have some of that, but even the smallest, slightest scratch, like it'll look, if you can see with your eye, then like it's fucking no good. So mm. be and the reason why is because that scratch can turn into a crack mm. very fast. So because in that kind of in that titanium, part. right, internally engined titanium, right? You can you can repair that. So what we do when we have a scratch is we have to send pictures of it, measurements of it to the engineer, and the engineer can make the determination whether it's repairable or whether it has to be replaced. Sometimes it can be repaired, but it has to have what's called a non-destructive inspection done on it, which um, most of the time they'll do like um, an x-ray or a, a dye penetrant, which basically they dye it and then they look at it with a machine and it will show if there's a crack in it. And if there's a crack in it, obviously it's bad. So if it's just a surface scratch, sometimes they can be blended out. But a lot of times you can't, you have to replace it. So, and engineering will tell you like, and the depth on what I'm talking about is like 0 0.001. That's like the limit. You know what I mean? In some cases, 0 0.001 inches. So one one thousandth of an inch, which is nuts. That is like very small. So there's so many conspiracies going on with what happened. Oh yeah, we're just talking. We're just talking technical shit right now. Yeah, I don't believe in a conspiracy on it. I think you went down in a it failed, obviously. like you said, a jalopy in a head. <laughs> It just couldn't handle the pressure. I, I feel like there may have been some unseen damage on it somewhere. Or I feel like I could have built that in my backyard with a few jet skis and a washing machine tub. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> take it out in the pool. You know, check it out. I mean, I could take yeah. this controller right here, which is medium of the road, just like their Logitech. Yeah. Control it. Actually, this is probably better than their Logitech because it's got four buttons on the back. You know? You know what is crazy, too, is all the fucking memes while that shit was going on, dude. Yeah. Yeah. That Holy was cow. Like, crazy. Like, there, it's one thing to talk about it, and it's another thing to, like, <clears throat> make fun of people that are dying or have died already right then and there. Yeah. That was like this century's version of Schrodinger's cat, though. Like, what? they were alive until we knew that they were dead. Yeah, they you were. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like Schrodinger's cat. Until you observed it, it's in a state of in-between. Isn't there a thing called a Schrodinger's douche, too? No, but I'm going to Google no, that. No, there's a, there's a thing that's... it's. It's a joke until people fucking respond to it in a negative manner, and then it's not a joke anymore. Or it was a, then it was just a joke. First you were serious, and then you, and then you turn it into a joke because people got pissed. 
It's like that moron on the the video I posted today on Twitter that talking about fucking credit card fraud and a number of other fucking frauds. Um, he's a Schrodinger's um, douche. He's he's a guy that says I was just joking, guys. After all the negative feedback, moron. A person who was, says it was it was just for fun. Yeah, see, a person who says stupid stuff without thinking and backtracks, delete their tweets or comments, and that's me. <laughs> when they get backlash, that's me. I would say something stupid, but you just without do. thinking about it. Yeah, Schrodinger's douchebag. That's what the guy is. <laughs> and you said, what is it? Schrodinger's cat? Yeah. Oh, shit. What a fool. It's a, it's a uh, Schrodinger's imaginary experiment. You place a cat in a box with a tiny bit of radioactive substance. When the radioactive substance decays, it triggers... A Geiger counter, which causes a poison or explosion to be released that kills the cat. It's an his imaginary th theory. Yeah, his theory is is that cat is in a in a state of both alive and dead until you observe it to confirm the facts. Oh, so if you never open the box, you can just say it's it's alive. it's it's still it's still in a in a in a. In the box. Weird spectrum. Not spectrum, but yeah, it's just, it's both alive and dead. A paradox of quantum what? Superposition. Superposition. Okay. Why the fuck did he call it that? I don't because that's... Is this a cat experiment? What he thought about, yeah. Ooh. It's just a thought experiment from him. Interesting. But what it's saying is basically, like, everything is anything until it's observed. True. Anything is anything, exactly. You took apart a watch, every little piece, and you put it in a box... And you shook it up for infinity years, forever. When you open the box, will it become a watch? No. <laughs> it would never. Thank you, Unless you open, if you hey. opened the box, maybe. What did mm -hmm. I do? So, what else happened to week? Aside from the submarine this week, man, that's like the biggest news I've seen besides the um, that laptop fucking shindig going down with the homie, homie uh, Hunter um, taking a plea deal. <laughs> we haven't seen any of that. During this time, during the time between the supposedly they heard the the sound of this submersible imploding under the water and then the five or however many days it was until they announced that or whatever time they had while they potentially were alive. Um, while all that was going on, Mr. Uh, the, the hunter fella with the laptop. And, and then got this is where ocean gate comes into play. 
the hunter fellow with the laptop uh, took a plea deal <laughs> for the bullshit that he was doing. What's AB665 in California? Amendment 665, AB665? What is that? Let me get some copy and uh I don't know um steer made. I don't know why they used a controller, that controller. Mm. The initial piece for the vaccine at twelve. Well no, like saying it was Abstract, existing law for some purposes authorizes a minor who is 12 years of age or older consent to mental health treatment or counseling on a vax without parents' permission. A vaccine without parents' permission. Oh. So they're saying they're giving a minor the authority to receive a vaccine or mental health treatment without notifying parents? Is that I can understand mental uh, health treatment possibly, but vaccines a little weird. That's like going to the doctor and be like, "Hey, I need you know a medication," without telling your parents that. Yeah, I think that opens up the door for a lot of things. It allows the schools there to give vaccines without parents' permission. Yeah, which is. Poor shit. I would. It would not be a good day, dude. That is like found out some fucking communism, is, bro. Yeah. It like, would not be a good day. Is they are they? I, I would allow. I would allow the them to whoop my kids like they used to. Before uh, I would allow them to stick them with a needle. That is the sole reason you will not adopt in California. Because of vax, because of them doing that, because of them uh, trying to push a, an amendment through that allows children to do that, or or the fact that the state thinks that they can run, they can parent your kids better than you can parent your kid. You know, sadly, there sometimes that's the truth. Yes, but you got to give. I mean, it's America. You got to give them the benefit of doubt before you just take it into your own hands. Those, yeah, it, this, the state and the government had no business in uh, in that kind of shit. Unless a parent is like uh, mistreating, you know, endangering, endangering children then the state and the government shouldn't be involved in that. You know what I mean? If their safety is in jeopardy, then okay. Somebody could step in. We got CPS for a reason to protect kids from fucking exactly. bad parents. You know, and no, it doesn't work all the time, and I get that. Well, they can they can but, throw in, I would say, short-term endangering, endangering. Anything that can cause them bodily harm in a short amount of time. Long-term, I mean... The air we breathe long term is endangering children, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, uh, yeah. So, and they can also say, you know, hey, they're not vaccinated. You are endangering them from 
chances of getting this or whatever. But that's a, that would be a long-term endangerment. That shouldn't that apply either. So there's, there's a lot of people that live out there that don't get vaccines, but they also don't live around a lot of people either. Yeah. A lot of the times they live to themselves somewhere and they don't go see a doctor. They don't do any of that shit, you know. They don't catch all that crap because no one ever comes around who has it. So exactly. therefore, why do they need a vaccine? I, I would, that makes sense to me, you know. I said it, I think it was last, I said it in the chat. I just recently got a tetanus shot because I was working barefoot around open rusty screws on the floor, tearing down a shed. And I was scared I was going to step on one. Dude, I got a, I got a fucking tetanus story for you. But that was like 10, 15 years prior to my last one. Yeah. Go so ahead. they say Go they're ahead. good for like nine years or 10 yeah. years tetanus. I was way, I think but, it's seven years and I was way out of date. Yeah. I had a tetanus shot uh, when I went to Thailand and uh, I had gotten a tetanus shot probably within seven years of that, I think. I, I a multitude of other shots you have to get in order to go to to different countries you got to get specific kinds of shots that prevent things like dengue fever and you got to take fucking malaria pills and all that bullshit but i had um i was after it was after work i was at the tesco which is a grocery store chain in thailand i was buying some groceries and i had flip-flops on obviously it's fucking hot and humid there i'm shorts flip-flops and I'm, I walk to the back of the, our van because we had a little, uh, we had drivers there that had these like 10, 12 passenger vans with like fucking banging stereos in them and shit. And little TVs and headrests and all that kind of thing. They're kind of like little boom boom vans, you know, they're pretty cool. And the drivers are always fun. They'll do whatever you tell them. But anyway, so I'm putting my groceries in the back. And I go to step over a grate that's in the ground. It's like a drain gate, right? It's supposed to be flush with the road. Well, this one had been flipped over apparently. So I went to step over it and it caught the bottom of my flip-flop between the toes and the, and the flip-flop. So it caught the flip-flop, pulled it down. And because my foot is slid into the flip-flop, it pulled my foot down as I was pushing my foot out, like kicking my foot out to walk. And the edge of this thing was so corroded and rusted out that it, it had become razor sharp and it slashed my foot. So if, if you look at your foot, you have like the ball of your foot here, it mm -hmm. cut right here, like from the, the ball of my foot on close to the middle, you know, it was about inch and a half, two inch gouge deep as fuck, man. I didn't realize how deep it was until we went to the pharmacy and my buddy, he's a, he was an air crew guy. So he's got, he's got, you know, I'll treat it and shit. So we go in there, he buys a bunch of shit and, uh, pours fucking damn like alcohol, pure alcohol on that motherfucker. And oh my God, dude, it was so fucking painful. So I'm sitting in the van, like my foot's out and he's fucking pouring shit on it. And I'm like, you know, puts a bandage on it and then I call my doc I'm like hey doc I just I just cut my foot on a, a rusty grate she's like 
she looks up my stuff. She's like, you need to go get a tetanus shot. I'm like, thought it was still good. I got it like seven years ago or some shit. She's like, technically, yes, but you should go to the hospital and get another one. I was like, eh, nah, I think I'm good. <laughs> so, but here's what I'll tell you that I dealt with. And I think that potentially I had gotten some, maybe even a small amount of tetanus uh, because I was dealing with, for two months, I dealt with massive uh calf muscle cramps and uh just cramping in that leg like mostly in the calf and in the front of my leg where it was so painful that it would wake like it would happen in the night right and my muscle would just lock up so tight i would wake up just wincing in pain and i would get up and just punch the fuck out of my calf muscle to get to loosen up i literally like beating the shit out of it to try to get it to loosen up because it was just so tightened up and you know i'm keeping the thing clean and uh you know i'm changing the bandage out all the time so eventually it was healing up and uh but i'm pretty sure that 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 muscle cramping and stuff is like a uh reaction the body some body bodily reaction to having some tetanus in it yeah which can cause that like it says you can cause like lockjaw and other shit. Like I didn't experience that, but I definitely experienced some massive leg cramping on that leg. Am I going to show us these massive calves? Maybe one day. So I said on a stream earlier this week that this week I was going to tell the story about how I burnt my face off. Oh yeah. That's a good, let's hear it. All right. So I, right out of high school, I moved, I was getting, I wasn't getting in trouble, but I was being bad. You know, I got into drugs and stuff right out of high school. So I moved out to the country with my dad to get away from all that. And it's a town that has a local Renaissance festival right down the road. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to learn fire breathing and poi spinning and, and fire staff and all this fire tricks to get a job there or possibly, you know, just stand out in the parking lot and do it or whatever and get make money. And I was fire breathing. Well, I was, somebody brought some lamp oil to a party we're at. I was drinking underage and I was being careless. I didn't take the precautions. You're supposed to dampen yourself. So, you know, fire can't catch light on you, you know, your hair and stuff. Supposed mm-hmm. to keep a, a rag to wipe the, the fluid off your mouth when you take a sip. Yeah. I didn't do any of that. So I I took a big swig of the fire and I blew it out. And it was the longest flame duration and lengthwise I've ever spit. I, I even had time to like put my hands behind my back and like bring it back and forth. And it was up on a hill. And that the wind on that hill would whip around and do like circles around the hill. And all of a sudden, that wind, the wind picked up and blew, circled around and blew it right back into my face. And there was like two foot flames off this, off my head. And I, had, I still had sense enough to be like, okay, I, I, I smacked my face and realized I'm on fire. Holy fuck. Uh-huh. And I, I stopped, dropped, and rolled. I was, when I stopped, dropped, and rolled, I was like two feet away from a horseshoe state that I could have fallen on and impaled myself on. Dude. And I get, well, I get it out. I stand up and I instantly go into the shower. 
take, I take a shower and uh, my roommate, she came in and she saw me and she said the, the skin, I guess the, the blood, the blisters had popped when I was mm -hmm. wiping my face. And it, she said it looked like the skin was just melting off my face. Like Freddy Krueger so and shit. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I'm like, you know, no, I'm good. I'm not going to hospital. I'll be all right. I went back and tried to sit around the fire with everybody and continue drinking and the pain was just too much. So I went to bed. I ended up getting some that night too. Um, <laughs> the next morning. <laughs> I like how you threw that in there. But, well, well, I mean, you know, you know, I, I was that <laughs> tough that I was still able to get, you know, uh, the next morning mm. I woke up and my eyes were swollen shut and like, uh, I just looked like, uh, remember a Martin, he had like a bad dream and his, his head swelled up real big. I looked like that. And, uh, Damn. they were like, no, you're going to the hospital. There's just. There's no doubt about it. They're going to the hospital. All they did was give me some like lidocaine cream to put on my face to keep it clean. But it was, they said it was second and third degree burns over 98% of my face. God. And I still had my nose hairs. My nose hairs were not singed at all. So they're like, that was really good that you didn't inhale. Like with you having nose hairs means that you were continuously exhaled the entire time. If you would have inhaled, you would have you would have burned your lungs and it would have been a lot of difference, a bigger situation than you were in. So basically so, she had sex with a burn victim. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I took away. No. From behind though. That's, that's crazy, that's man. That's crazy. Like second and third degree burns. Like how much of your hair was burnt off? None. It was None just my face. I didn't have. I didn't have any facial hair. Oh. It was just my face. How old yeah, were you? I, my eyebrows were singed. I was eighteen, nineteen, oh, like okay. almost nineteen. Nice. Only thing I have, like scar wise, is like a little bit of lump underneath my skin right here. You can't see it, but there's yeah. like a knot right there, and that's the only scar that I ended up getting from it. Damn. And then the next year, I was shot. Jesus, dude. <laughs> Yeah, I it had like, like a, a five-year run of just horrible luck. Wow. <laughs> like, like two it. years later, the rod in my leg broke. So they had to go and replace the rod in my leg. Titanium, right? Uh, surgical still. Oh, surgical still? Oh. Yeah. Okay, I, I knew it wasn't... They never told me it was titanium or not, but I didn't set off uh, metal detectors. I still don't. Even with so that? I don't... I've, even yeah. with that? So I think it's surgical steel and not titanium. Because titanium would set it off, wouldn't it? Mm, I don't know. I think both of them it, Whatever would. it is, it's magnetic. Because, like... It's, it's... Anything magnetic will set fer it off. Ferrous materials will... Is anything, like, iron-based, which... Uh, stainless steel or surgical steel is. Ferrous yeah, material. I don't... I have a... My hip... My femur, from hip to knee, is all... A rod, and then I have three screws and a pin. So if you the oh, so if you the put pin held the up, hip and three screws at the knee, if you held up like a really strong magnet, it wouldn't stick to your no. Huh. So, so I'm thinking like surgical steel, stainless steel. Yeah, non-ferrous material, like three hundred one stainless or something. Well, stainless steel is still. Um, 
I've been through a many a metal detector and tell okay, if I set it off, I have a rod in my leg and I, I never set it off. Maybe. Uh, it depends on I'm, the sensitivity level. Yeah, I'm seeing different answers for it. it even though, like, even know. with the wands that they do after the, the checkpoint, the little cage you walk through. They don't set them off, so really? it could be because it's so deep in my body as well. It's insulated from yeah, their yeah, I don't know. weight yeah. machines. I mean, a lot of people who have to carry like a little medical card with them or something that they set it off, they give it to them, say, hey, yep, I got this plate or I got this rod or whatever. Yeah, I don't have any of that. They didn't give you one of those? Mm-mm. They, they didn't give me a brace for my floppy fish foot. <laughs> they didn't even give me a freaking Flop. handicap placard for when I was in a wheelchair. Maybe they have them set to where they don't really pick up like orthopedic implants like that. Yeah, probably. That's what I'm saying. Use, like maybe my uh, body is insulating it enough to not pick use, up the yeah their settings they use stainless steel cobalt chrome and titanium um but the software is much more sophisticated and can discriminate between different metal alloys so maybe that's I also why. still have lead and copper in my body as well it says, if you have a hip replacement, knee replacement, metal plate and screws, metal rod, or, or one of many other types of orthopedic implants, you may set off the airport metal detector. Yeah, I've you ridden may. on the airport so maybe not. and didn't. What if the, they put a cadaver bone in you and they just didn't tell you? They did do a bone graph. So it, it was con a cadaver bone graph. So maybe they didn't take the bone from me. So maybe you just have a bone graft with a cadaver bone and you just have a regular old no, I have, femur. No, no, I have a metal rod in it. Oh. I have the x-rays for it. Oh. Metal rod and screws and a pin. That's nuts, man. Oh, and I saw video of a motor, motocross rider that had a broken femur and they were doing the same surgery mm. as they did to me and they are they just take the metal rod and they shove it into the bone and they sledgehammer it in. Oh, it's a pin basically is what it, you're saying. It's like a pin. Yeah, but that, it's from, it's a rod from hit my hip to my knee inside the bone. Yeah. So maybe that's why, because in the bone, it's probably small. It's probably very narrow diameter, you know. It's not like a whole ass, like, your femur has been replaced <laughs> by a fucking no, rod. No, 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 no. You know what I mean? No, no, no. <laughs> He's got a bionic leg. Yeah. Like I said uh, a few okay. episodes ago, a few episodes ago, it, the bone had grown back so much around the rod that it looks like a medieval mace. It's just bone spurs just sprouting around Fuck in that, yeah, that area. So that's fucking nuts. Weird. And my x-ray looks like the 4th of July with all the bone and, and bullet fragments that they left in my leg that's mm. still in there. And this is almost 20 years ago now. Well, 26 hmm. would be 20 years. Do they just float around? Like they, 
the bone is it doesn't grow anymore if it's like little fragments it's just a little piece that's just there now it's kind of like when you get a like like tuna's vasectomy right the just ball just kind of sits there it just floats <laughs> just sits there no i got actually got in trouble that i was keeping my wound too clean because oh. the, the bullet fragment there was no infection around the bullet and bone fragments so it the, it ended up growing within my 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 muscles. Oh shit! So it's not coming out anymore. They have to go in there and like actually like cut it out. There's it usually they'll work their way out eventually. Your body rejects it, uh-huh. but there was no infection to keep that thing floating through my body. Hold on, what is so this? So it just grown uh, in. What is this, Alex Smith leg? What happened with his leg? I don't know anything about that. Oh, uh, he snapped it. It's the quarterback. For, well, he was playing for Kansas City Chiefs at that oh, time. Yeah, when he snapped his leg, he snapped the story of the tibia fibula. Bad. Hmm. Was it like an Anderson Silva situation? He snapped the tibia and fibia, lower part of the leg. Oh, see, I did the same thing, but it was the femur. The femurs and I was hopping around the vehicle to get cover, and my leg was bending at my hip and kicking me in the leg. It was like flying, flopping up with me hopping at the femur. So the femur is the biggest bone in your body, right? Yeah. That's the hardest bone in your body to break. Management is watching. Listen, we talked about your ball for just a brief minute and only one. Yeah, lower leg. He He broke his tibia and fibia. Mm-hmm. So I'm guessing it was a compound fracture, like broke, and, broke and, the skin and, and everything. Spiral. It was a compound and spiral. Holy shit. My mom, when she was a kid, she was playing tackle football with her cousins and spiral fractured her femur. She was laying on her back and her leg was underneath her, straight up behind her. Yeah. Oh, Jesus, dude. She was in a body cast from her chest down for couple Hold years on. the office is tuning in oh the officer oh <laughs> ash okay we're good we're not getting in trouble i have not made one dick joke i promise are you guys driving yet or what driving back Uh, the, the story of my rod breaking is kind of interesting as well. I'm curious about that one too. My, my doctor told me, you know, you're healed, go back to normal activities. So I'm like, I'm thinking to myself, I'm going to use jujitsu and MMA training as kind of like a form of rehab. They didn't prescribe me any rehab or anything. So I'm going to use it as a form of rehab and start training mixed martial arts. And I was training with a guy. He's now in the UFC. He's been on and off in the UFC for a while is Daniel Pineda. I was training with him and he, I guess he thought I kind of called him out because I was like, who wants to roll? And he looked at me and he says, who wants to wrestle? I was like, I just want to roll. And so he thinks that he thought I was kind of calling out his wrestling, I guess. I don't know. Uh-huh. And he's a smaller me at the time. I was like 185. He fights at 145. He, I went to pull guard on him, jump guard on him. And he just, followed me down and slammed me and I could feel my leg kind of go outward. Mm -hmm. And 
I'm like, I'm like, oh man, that hurt really bad. I just figured, you know, it's, it's because I have a rod in my leg. It's not broken or anything. Uh-huh. So I get up, walk it off. And about a month later, I'm walking and I just feel like the, there's something wrong with my leg. I could feel like the unsteadiness and it wanting to kick out on me. And I went to the emergency room and they were like, you said you fell? I was like, I fell because I was hopping on one leg because it was already hurt. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, uh, it's broken and we haven't seen anything like this. You you didn't get in a car accident or anything? And no, no, I I fell, but that's about it. I didn't put two and two together that that's when it happened until way later. So, so I you was, were, I was, you were walking ahead. around for a month on a broken ass fucking leg. Yeah. Jesus, dude. And, well, I, I mean, I was using a cane. I, I was using a cane. Yeah, I used still. a cane for like years after I was shot. Yeah. But um, still, like a whole month just to be like, because you're still like kind of walking on it. You're not putting like yeah. a ton of pressure, but you're still. I was still going to the gym. I was still nuts. training. That's nuts, man. I took like a couple of weeks off, but then I, I still was, you know, was still going two days a week. Um, but I, at that point I was like, you know what? I can't do stand up anymore. I might come in for a boxing class, but I want to just do jujitsu because it's me laying on my back and you know, I, I'm not standing on legs. We got a puppy, but, uh, <laughs> I went into the hospital, got the x-ray and they're like, yeah. okay, we're going to admit you. There was like 50 people in the emergency room. They're like, okay, all y'all can go home. You come with us. You're getting admitted. I was the only one out in the whole emergency room that they were admitting that that day. And I was in there for a week before I went into surgery. The fuck were you doing? Just so, just so they can research how to fix it because they'd never seen it before. And this is like the number one trauma hospital in Houston. Bentop mm. Hospital. There, I was in there for a week for them just to find out how to fix it before they put me into surgery. And then I was in out after surgery and for another week. So I was in hospital for two weeks for just a broken rod. God dang. Eating nothing but McDonald's because Ben Tob has a McDonald's in the basement. Mm. And it's way better than hospital food. So that's one reason I got so fat. Oh. That's nuts, because I was, I was in shape, you know, training mixed martial arts. I was, you know, getting good shape, muscle and everything. And then all of a sudden I, I was still metabolizing creatine as well. Mm. So my body was, and I didn't work out or eat enough protein to, to, so I just gained a lot of water and just never been able to lose it. Damn. The rod breaking isn't a dick joke. No. No, it isn't. I heard dudes can actually break their dick like that. Yes. Yes, they can. Heard about that. So women, when you ride, <laughs> be careful. Because it, it, yeah, it can happen. Do you hear the rumors like, not, not Mick Jagger, but who's, there's another legendary rock star had so much sex that his shit split in half long what? ways. How is that even possible, dude? 
that's just i, I mean that's it could be, be one of those rumors yeah, like uh the rod stewart having a stomach pumped and let <laughs> marilyn manson losing getting two ribs removed so he can blow himself like it could be one These of those myths. rumors a myth mythical <laughs> mythical creature yeah that just don't seem <laughs> possible i mean if you have something that's rotten that shit yeah, I mean, I could see it plausible, but not very possible. I feel like if you had something rotten, it would just all fall off. You know, it would all have to be removed. I don't know. I mean, you're getting pressure like this. I could see it going I mean, hey, like you, this before it falls off. I don't see that happening. I just don't. I, don't, I just don't. Yeah. Unless you, like, you know, ran into Weird. a table saw or something and fucking... <laughs> Cut it down the middle. That's weird. Man, I have circular saw nightmares. My dad was a carpenter framer most of my life, and I would go to work with him, and he would tell me, you know, I learned how, when I was learning the saw, that he's seen people that saw kick back up and run all the way up their body, back mm -hmm. up, cut them from dick to tits. Jesus, I haven't seen that. I've seen a kickback on a table saw before. When I was in when I was in wood shop in high school, I took two periods of wood shop because it was fucking awesome, and I didn't need to take important classes anymore. But <laughs> one of those classes, I was building a gun cabinet for somebody, so they paid all the materials and shit. And I'm waiting on the table saw to cut um to cut some plywood. I think for one of the sides or something in this gun cabinet I was building. Anyway, another guy in the class was pushing a piece of plywood through the through the table saw and didn't have enough downward pressure on it. He's standing behind it, pushing it through, and it jumped up the the plywood jumped up on top of the blade and the blade fucking shot it back and it hit him right in the gut. And he had a bruise uh, the next day all the way across his stomach, like all the way across. And it was black and fucking blue. I mean, it was the nastiest looking fucking bruise I've ever seen. But that was the one time I've ever seen a ta uh, table saw uh, kickback. It was in high school. Yeah. That was a long time I've never ago. Had a, I've never had anything kickback on me on a table saw. I've had my, I've had a skill saw, like actually using a skill. Yeah hit and kick you know yeah but but the good thing about those is like if you let off of it just let go the blade's gonna yeah. like if you let off the trigger you can still hold it you let off the trigger that blade's gonna stop you know eventually yeah it's back in the 80s and yeah they they kept going for a while that's not i mean man. it wasn't like powered but it didn't have like that break that they do now i couldn't imagine like cutting and then just like climb up your fucking <laughs> Climb up your body, just cut your nipple off and stuff. I was, and my dad was also a welder, and I would, I yeah. went to work with him uh, right out of high school, and he had a buddy that was working with us at working the uh, a metal punch. Mm -hmm. It's where you put like tabs in and and punch holes in it instead of drilling holes. He he thought he would be smart and stack up four or five of them and punch them all at once. Well, the, the ones in the middle shot out, and he was wearing a baggy shirt. It went right th through his shirt, 
and into the wall behind him. Dude, that's that's scary. It's, no way. We didn't ever do anything like that in uh, welding. We did like um, if we were doing oxyacetylene welding, we would. Excuse me. We would um, Lush. fill up a balloon with some oxygen, and fucking <laughs> light it, and boom, light it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's just I've explodes. done things like welding people's still toes to the the their table and shit. Oh, yeah. You know, we used to weld people's shit to the table all the time. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, well, while they're would... standing there welding, you take mm -hmm. a bar and you, if they have their steel toes, sometimes the leather is exposed. Take a you tack a bar to it and then you tack it to the table. So their leg is sitting there stuck to the table. I feel like while they're wearing their boot. That's pretty conspicuous to be able to do that kind of mm -hmm. thing. Like that's that's pretty crazy. Uh we did this thing where we'd weld two pieces of steel together. They were probably, I don't know, an inch wide or something, maybe in a two inches wide, and then we'd put them in this machine with two claws on it, and it would pull them apart to test your weld strength. Mm -hmm. So it would just show up on this little gauge to tell like what your weld strength was, and generally, rule of thumb is you'd want the, the metal to break before you weld. My thing is, is I have cool. light-colored eyes, so I'm very apt to burning my eyes. Lighter your, lighter your eyes are, the more apt you are to burn them to welding. Uh, and I'm so blind that I can't see with a welding hood on, so I have to have like a very expensive flash hood, which will be green until the light hits, and then it, it turns to a regular light, uh, mm. regular welding, welding lens. Yeah. That's the only way I'd be able to see what I'm welding. Because I, I, this right here, I can't hold my hands. When I flip my hood, hood back down, my hands all, always move. Wow. Your head's attached to your hands then. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I got you. <laughs> always, always the neck like bone's connected school. to the arm bones. Yeah. In school, they always bought like the darkest lenses yeah. for those damn helmets. You couldn't see shit. Oh, yeah, until you yeah. actually started yeah, like, an arc. <laughs> oh, but when I found flash hoods, man, I was getting it. Yeah. I, I learned all kinds of Healy arc. My yeah. dad did uh, dairy tubing and, like, and bre not breweries. He did brewery tubing as well, but he did, uh, like, uh, Borden's and Oak Farms and different, like, milk companies. Uh -huh. He would he would put the piping in and those and it was you had to be on your shit i'm, I'm not gonna lie the tuna's message all i got out of that he went to school with very successful he went to school with a very <laughs> successful major league baseball player oh, okay hey uh let's take like he a few minutes man out, yeah we're, we're halfway point uh let's take a few minutes make sure you guys stick around for part two okay we'll be back shortly